There's an interesting passage in the Gemara, in the end of the Gemara Saita, which we're learning now. So it's, uh, the Gemara says over there at the end, uh, that's based on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that many things ceased to take place with the passing of some of the great people. Uh, fear of heaven ceased, uh, and, and, and many, many other things. One of the things that the Mishnah says that stopped, one of the things the Gemara says is humility. The Gemara says that once this rabbi, who was uh, very humble, when he passed on, there is no more humility. And then we find in the Gemara a correction, sort of. Uh, there was the Amir uh, Rabbi Yosef. And Rabbi Yosef says, no, 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 he says, don't read in the Mishnah that humility has ceased because there is, I'm still here, he says. <laughs> So he says, I'm still here. How could it be that humility ceased, uh, stopped? It's still there. I'm here. If I'm here, that means there's still humility. So, of course, everybody wonders, how does this, if he's humble, how come he's saying that uh, humbleness didn't cease? How, how, how does it go along uh, with being humble, uh, talking about himself that humbleness didn't, didn't stop? Some commentators have a different twist to it. They say that what Rabbi Yosef meant was like this. That what Rabbi Yosef meant was that since he didn't think that he deserved any honor, that he was, because of his humility, he didn't, yeah, it was anav. So he didn't think that he deserved any kavod, any honor. And that, yet he saw that the people were giving him honor. So he says, Leitisna nova diika no, because I, look at me, he says, the, he was really talking about the people of his generation. The fact that they're giving cover, they're giving honor to Rabbi Yosef, he says they must be very humble people. Because otherwise, why would they give humble uh, to me? So when he's saying, well, there is me, there is me basically that's getting covered for no reason. And that's an expression of his humility. But he wasn't saying that he was an honor, but rather he was getting the covered from the people of his generation who were humble. But that's not what Rashi says, because Rashi says in the commentary, Rashi says, don't say humility because there is I, I am humble, he says. So Rabbi Yaisi was talking about himself, that he is humble. So how does that fit with humility? And the Rebbe speaks about in the Sikh about the idea that the true concept of humility doesn't mean that the person does not recognize and realize their advantages and their greatness. The idea of true humility means that a person realizes that notwithstanding his greatness, notwithstanding his advantages, he still should not be haughty, he still should not be arrogant, and he should still be humble. So that means that the person knows himself and is fully aware of his qualifications, and yet it doesn't give him a sense of pride in the sense of personal pride. And the Rebbe explained this idea with the general concept of Har Sinai, that we know that one of the reasons coming up to Mount Torah, one of the reasons why the Torah was given on Mount Sinai is because Mount Sinai was the smaller of the mountains, so although the other mountains were 
requesting that the Torah be given on them because they felt that they were uh, most fitting to the Torah for the Torah to be given there. Yet Hashem chose the Har Sinai because it was humble. But on the other hand, you still see humble means anav, anivut. But yet you see that still Hashem gave it on a mountain. It wasn't given on just a flatland or in a valley. Because, as the Rebbe explains here, we have to be very strong uh, when it comes to Torah and mitzvahs and Yiddishkeit. Because if we are just humble, then we become sort of very easy targets and we are not confident enough in ourselves to go ahead and do what we need to do. So how does it mesh both of these things together? On one hand, to be humble, and the other hand, be strong in what you're doing. So the Rebbe says, you are humble in of yourself, that you don't take personal pride. But your strength comes because of humility to Hashem. Because you are basically fighting, not for yourself. You're proud, and your pride is not because of you. You don't take credit for yourself. As we know, as we say about Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu realized that he got the Torah, he spoke to Hashem, all the greatness Moshe Rabbeinu realized. And yet the Pasuk says that he was Mikol HaOdom, he was Onof. And the reason is, Moshe Rabbeinu said to himself that had somebody else gotten the opportunity that he had, he'd probably even supersede him, do better than Moshe Rabbeinu does. So that means he recognizes what he is. He is a har, he's proud for Hashem, but he doesn't take it personally. This is the idea, yeah, this is the idea of why Rabbi Yosef can say, I am an onof. He knew that he was humble, he knew that. But it wasn't a, an advantage of pride in himself. He knew his level, he knew that he behaved in a modest way, and yet he can say that, and still that didn't make him into a Balgaiva, it didn't make him to being arrogant. I just want to leave you with a, a cute story. It's told about a, uh, a certain rabbi who, um, who before he became prominently known and uh, became you know, uh, great, all the people knew about him, he once came to a city and because he wasn't known, you know, nobody really extended an invitation to him. So he found somebody who was a very simple person in the town who saw a stranger came to town, needed a place to stay. So he um, invited the rabbi over. And the rabbi spent, you know, a few days at the house of this person. And then, in uh, you few years later, down the road, when the rabbi became a public figure and very renowned, uh, he once again had to visit that same city. But lo and behold, at this time, everybody knew the rabbi was great. He got invitations, you know, from all over. And especially the most important people of the community, the head of the community, the wealthy people of the community, they're all saying to the rabbi, please come and stay in our house. And the rabbi said, no, no, no. He says, I'm going to stay at this particular place. He wants to go back to the same place that he stood the first time before he became. So anyways, but the, uh, the people were putting a lot of pressure on the rabbi and they said, it's not honor for your Torah, it's not honor for your righteousness, it's not the covet for Hashem, you have to 
come in a comfortable place, you know, for the people. So the rabbi conceded. He says, you know what? He says, I will send my horses, I'll send to your, to your stable. He says, but personally, I'm going to go to that house. And he explained, he said, look, he says, I didn't change really from last time to this time. I'm the same, same person. I came last, a few years ago, I came now. I didn't change much. He said, the only difference, what I changed is that before I came without, you know, horses, without a fancy carriage. And now, I'm, so he says, you know what? You get to keep the horses in the carriage. He says, he says but I'm going to go and stay in that, in that place. Yeah.